The Youthscape Podcast. Hi everybody and uh, welcome to the Youthscape Podcast. My name's Rachel Gardner. Oh, hello. My name's Martin Saunders. <laughs> and it's really great to bring this to you this week. And um, I want to jump straight in, Martin, actually, to talk about our guest today. Okay. Because one thing that excites me so much is when I get to meet youth workers in a completely different context. Okay. In a completely different country and... Um, um, I don't know about you guys listening, where, where you take young people on retreats or for um, mission trips or whatever it is. But um, every year at my church, we, we take young people to Malawi with, with Tear Fund, Malawi Eagles. Um, and it really is a couple of weeks where the young people get to meet uh, young people and churches in Malawi and get involved in some project. So it's definitely not sort of mission tourism. It's definitely getting involved with what the local church is doing. But in the summer, um, Cuthbert, who's one of the youth pastors in Malawi, came over to, back to London. And so I, I grabbed him to ask him a little bit about youth ministry in Malawi. Have Have you, Martin, ever been to Africa or Malawi or no, Rwanda and Volkswagen? I've Africa? never been to Africa. Have you never? No, I've not either. My wife used to be the trustee of a charity working in Malawi. Oh, but that is that's really tenuous yes. because I and my wife are different people. Ah. Oh. So I've never been to Africa. <laughs> but um but I like lots of African mm. things. Do you? Yeah. African food. I've African not football. I've not been yet either actually. My husband's gone for the past few years and I'm really hoping that a couple of years time I I'll go and we'll take our kids I'd as well. I'd love to go to Africa. Do you know I'd love yeah. to go to Africa. And, There's something and, astonishing about yeah. taking young people that you work with, particularly young people who are growing up in a western context taking them somewhere completely different. Jason mm. always says, comes back and says, it's just utterly world-changing. Mm. And so um, you you posed this question to mm. um, to Cuthbert, but it's not, that's there's this danger of, of, of sort of what's sometimes called poverty tourism. Mm, the idea yes. that we take yes. young people Just off. to have a little look. And also this kind of, I've heard this justified recently, this idea that really it's more about the transformation that happens in the young person mm. than it is, what you know, what yeah. happens on the ground. Sure, that's not right, mm. is it? I, I, it can't be either or, can it? It can't be either or. I think one of the things that we find with with um, partnering with Tear Fund in this, who work through Malawi Eagles, so it's mm. not about kind of um, dropping people into Malawi, it's making sure that local people are raised up as leaders and they are the ones who've got the future in their hands. But what's so interesting is for Jason, just seeing how youth work happens in a completely different context. And what, what he came back with with the young people this time was just how incredibly engaged the pastors are and the youth pastors are in this part of Malawi in, in raising a responsible generation and in helping young people realise that how they use pla- their use of plastics, mm. like how that their use of their food waste, like all the things that we would kind of think, oh my goodness, we're in a Western culture. And how often do I as a youth worker challenge my myself and my young people on their plastic use yeah, yeah. like I, I that's fairly low down on my list of well, curriculum we lo- we essentials that stuff off don't we yeah. really like we say oh it's not it's yeah. not important really because often it doesn't impact us and yet Cuthbert is saying actually they are on the, on the cusp of seeing the impact of, of global warming yeah. they see it in the yeah. seasons and in the droughts and in, and in the lack of food and so they are raising young people as whole life disciples who care about the whole of life including creation care and I think that I think I find astounding and incredibly challenging. Yeah, gosh, we've gone straight in today, haven't we? <laughs> Sorry, no but jokes, I, no, no stories about being no, naked somewhere and being stuck in toilets. But um, nothing there. You, so where did you do? Because I like little insight. Where did you do the interview? Well, typical me. I'm just like halfway through a conversation with Cuthbert in the garden of 
um, the church. I was like, I need to interview you. I want other youth workers to hear you. And he was like, okay then. So I think I gave him the kind of most pathetic description of what the podcast is. So bless him. I don't think he has any understanding of, of who's listening to this. But I literally dragged him outside the church. And so we're on the, ma- the main road. Yeah, it does sound like you're doing it <laughs> by the side of the road. I mean, it's the you know, sound quality is fine. But occasionally a, a van yeah, comes yeah. past. We, I, are, we are stood under a tree. And just, my husband kind of pipes <laughs> in a little bit as well. He, he gets involved in the action. Just just paint a mental picture of yourself this man is far from home far from home he didn't ask for this no didn't ask for this to happen a crazy lady yeah has grabbed him and said here's my iphone and put an iphone in front of him (laughs) and then asked him to say wise things and actually in the context it's incredible what then comes out of him and that i think is what's so revealing because you realize that when you're in the presence of somebody like you wonderful dear listeners when you're in the presence of somebody who knows what God's put in their heart to do, actually you don't need to give them a lot of warning to for this incredible stuff to come out because Cuthbert, he's sold out for this. Him and his wife and his kids, you know, they've, they've grown up in the most one of the most poorest countries in Africa and they've got a heart to see the change and they are taking it to the next generation. And I think it just, you, yeah, it just pours out of him in such a brilliant, challenging way. So here we go. Here is Cuthbert and me and my husband when he decides to kind of wade in, standing on the side of a road, chatting about creation care and youth work. It's the Youth Game Podcast. So, so here we are, and I've uh, made a new friend in Cuthbert. Cuthbert, tell us who are you and, and where are you from? Um, actually, I'm Cuthbert Gondwe. I'm from Malawi. Um, I'm a youth leader. Or, they call me youth pastor or youth patron in our church. I lead a team of over 40 young people. 40 young people, wow. Yes, amazing. apart from that, I'm working in an organization called Eagles Relief and Development Program where we also involve young people but also they we are trying to get the local church to respond to the needs of the communities right. to work together the communities to change their own lives so it works for me on both sides mm. that and he on this side i'm trying to help the youth to develop on the other side i'm helping the church to help their community to develop wow now we we talk a lot about young people being there's less division between young people in different countries now because mm. of global technology and internet technology but i guess there are some things that you come up against as a youth worker of young people in malawi a very poor african country that might be quite different mm-hmm. to our experience would you give us a little insight what what are young people in Malawi who you're working with? What what are they facing on a day to day basis? I'll start off like this. Uh, most people think uh, in leadership, vision is no- the number one thing you need, but actually, it is love, self sacrificial love. You need to love them personally, one by one. Young people face many different problems, and if you don't have the love to pay attention to their details, you will miss out on a lot of things. In Malawi, young people are going through lots of things, like broken marriages, when the father and mother are not at peace. Mm. Maybe they divorce, or maybe they just stay together to avoid the embarrassment of divorce. Children are able to read that in their mm-hmm. life, in their family, and they see the hostility um, um, mean from father to mother, and they are not happy with that. Most of them are affected. It even affects their studies. They can't concentrate in class because there's no peace at home. The other mm-hmm. issue is uh, parents not being able to meet their school needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, universities in Malawi are very expensive, yeah. and we train young people to be, to, to be visionary, yeah. to look yeah. forward to a bright future. And then when they get out of high school there is no hope and they don't see 
any progress from there and that depresses most of the young people mm -hmm. in Malawi. I think those are some of the things. And the other things, just seeing the family struggle financially is also a big, big problem too yes. for the young people. Now you were saying to me earlier that um, you give sort of very practical support to young people in thinking about their dreams and their goals. Mm -hmm. Just could you unpack a little bit, bit about that? Because I think we as youth workers here would do the same, but I guess if you have young people who are coming from incredibly impoverished communities and as you say, look around and go, well, we can't afford that and I can't go for that, I might as well just give up. Mm. How, how do you help young people resist that sense of, oh, there's no hope? These, um, number one thing that we've discovered is that most of the young people we see as talented, <laughs> all we see is just a sign of their talent. It's not mm. the whole talent. It's just like when you put a paper, a piece of paper on, on top of a vase full of water. You shake that paper. When you see that paper, it will be wet. That wetness is just a sign that there is water in the vase, but it's not all the water that is in the vase. <laughs> mm. When you see a young man is able to sing, it's not just the singing that's his talent. There is more inside, but that's just a sign that this guy is talented. Most of the young people suffer, yet they've got a lot of talent within them. So all we do is because of the circumstances that they go through, we train young people to be fighters. Dig out, dig deep within yourself. Mm. What do you have? Mm. What talents do you have? How can you, how can you use that those talents to get you where you need to get in life? I always tell young people, if you have a goal to become a doctor, the path, the number one thing is hold on to your goal, mm. hold on to your dream. Some of these dreams are God given, but the path to your dream may not be straight. Yeah. You may get stuck for some years on the way, but you don't give up. You keep on pushing. Dig deep within yourself. What do I have within me that can take me there? If you don't dig deep within, you will suffer and get stuck. Yeah. When you have what it takes, but you did not dig deep. Now, the number one thing you do if you want to dig deep and find out is avoid the comfortable place. Hmm. Getting just doing what you're used to doing, challenge yourself and push on, move on, try things you've never done before. Challenge yourself, look at your talent and say, Can't I do more? Hmm. You will discover there's this reservoir in you hmm. that has never been tampered with. <laughs> and we, I always tell young people that potential has the potential to remain potential forever until you die if you don't use it. So people will say, he is poor, but he's got great potential. Or oh, this boy is, is struggling, but he's got great potential. Why not start using that potential? Mm -hmm. Why not digging deep and challenging yourself? Why not, I mean, give yourself some challenges in life and say, I want to do this. I want yeah, yeah. to fight for this. I want to make sure I achieve this in my life. And ask God's, God's grace, because God is the one who has given you that ability and that potential. Ask yeah. God to open your eyes so that you can see the reservoir that is in you, which you've never seen before, and all you showing out is a sign. So I tell young people that even those that have lost their, their parents, I tell them, you have to tell death that you can take my parents, but you not take my future. I'll still fight until I get my future. My future wow. is not determined by circumstances. It's determined by God. Yeah. And you have to fight for it and get it and never give up in life. That's amazing. Kepa, we and in, in Britain, we face a lot of issues around young people. who might grow up in the faith, but become disillusioned with Christianity. We see the rest of the world around them, which says, uh, you don't have to believe that stuff. It's not important for life. Do you have that? Is that creeping in from, from perhaps Western countries uh, into Malawi? Do you see that amongst your young people? They get disillusioned with faith. How do you, how do you keep them strong in the faith if they're growing up through the church? For those that are exposed to the uh, Western culture, it is really creeping in. But, you know, 
um, the Christian experience, you can never uh, uh, rub off your mind. For example, for me, I know God. I have experienced God in my yeah. life. I have. Um, nobody can tell me today that it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. or maybe. And also, the one thing I always ask myself before I make any decision to learn from anyone is who should be learning from who? Is it you or is it me? You know, you, north will not be south. Because everybody's pointing south, saying it's north. It is all right to be right and be alone. <laughs> Wherever you are, no matter what happens, yeah. it's okay to be right and be alone. It's okay to be opposed by everybody. And you're holding on to the right, uh, to the truth. You know, the true north never changes. It is the same. Yeah. You know, you can drift away and go anywhere. But if you check the compass, points towards the same direction. Absolutely. And Christ is like our true north. And no matter what the world can say, no matter how they try to punch your, your faith left and right, but when you check the compass, true north, it's true north. And it is, it is a strength to look foolish when you are right. And everybody else look wise, but you look foolish. There are so many areas when Christ looked like a fool, yet he was right. It is okay to look like a fool among many, but you know who matters. It is God who matters. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so what, what would you say to encourage youth workers in the UK? What, what have you learned? What are some of the, the key things mm-hmm. you'd say as a youth pastor? As youth workers, the challenges that we face, God knows we're up to it. God knows he has given us what it takes. And um, one thing we need to know is we're not doing this for ourselves. We're doing it for God. The same one who is sending us is the one who empowers us. We cannot, we cannot succeed without his grace, without his help. No matter what challenges come our way, he knows them already. There is no temptation or challenge that we face today that is just unique to ourselves. There are so many others who are facing this. There are so many others that God has helped through. So number one thing as youth workers, you need to have love for the people that you are leading. Young, young people respond to love. If you show them love, they will respond. Even if they don't have the faith, but they, they should see the love in you for them. It is love that, t- that pulls so many people to faith when they see the love that comes out of you as a leader. Number one thing, it is self-sacrificial love that you give it and you make it personal. Yeah. Know their names. Make, make an environment where they will be free to express themselves. They should not be afraid of you because of your title or because of your responsibility or because of you, uh, your position. But they should be free with you. They should find a friend in you that they can confide in and tell you anything. I've got young people that tell me everything. I remember uh, one time they said, we've really found a friend in you. And uh, that feels good. But all I want to do and all I try and I pray for is that God help me to love these young people with the love that will draw them to you. Just like the love of Christ draws us to the Father. Our love for them will also draw them to Christ. Now, uh, today in our church this morning, which you and um, Victor, your colleague, also from Malawi, came and spoke at, the, uh, the wonderful preacher was my friend Joanne, who also works for Tear Fund, and she talked about climate change and environmental devastation and the real challenge for us as Christians, particularly in the West, to be really aware that the lifestyle we have, the way we use and consume products, will have an impact on our own nation, mm. but is already massively having an impact around the yeah, world, on yeah. the, most, the poorest people in the mm. world. 
So I suppose um, you are, you've been called by God to serve and live in your, in your home country of Malawi. What's the name of the town that you live in? Uh, it's the, I live in Lilongwe, the capital city. The capital city. Yeah. Are you seeing the impact of climate change? Are you seeing some of these, the impact of stuff that we're even vaguely aware of here in the West? Are you seeing some of that? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very evident because we depend on agriculture. And uh, Malawi, without agriculture, we cannot survive. There are years when everything goes up in price simply because we didn't have enough rains. And as a result, the maize, uh, maize has become expensive because people have just uh, harvested little. And you know, uh, the little the maize, the, the higher the price it will have. And then when maize goes up in price, everyone that is doing business yeah. will also want to earn more so they, they can buy maize. And everything goes up in price. So that really affects us because... Farmers in Malawi, not, not all of them have gone to school very well. So they, we go by routine. We know this month rains start. And now that is changing. It's becoming unpredictable. And most of the times farmers suffer because either they will, grow, they will plant maize, it will rain a little bit, and then it stops. Mm. When it stops, the maize has already germinated. It wilts away. So they have to find another bunch of seed and plant again when they do that sometimes it will it will uh, the rains will come it will germinate and then uh, when it gets to a crucial point where they need where maize needs rain the rains stop uh. when that happens then they get nothing out of the field after all the work or sometimes it starts coming so much towards the end when people are supposed to be harvesting and then the maize is getting dry and that's when the rains start that also destroys the crop in the in the field so now climate change is really affecting us. I think we haven't even come to to um, to know or to predict, or, uh, because most farmers usually they are confused when it rains. When first rains come, nobody is sure whether they should plant or they should not plant. It's no longer predictable as it used to be. So you are a youth pastor in a country where you are literally leading young people into a future that you don't know what it's going to be like. Mm -hmm. And this is what's going on all around. I mean, that's something quite humbling, I think, for us listening, particularly in the West. Kind of, We talk about uh, the, the kind of the um, volatile environment for young people, but yeah. you, in terms of what you experience in Malawi, it's so different to our experience. Mm -hmm. What would be your message to youth workers like myself and my husband here in the UK? How could we raise awareness among our young people of what it's like for young people in, in mm. Malawi? We have a chance to, uh, to raise a responsible generation. It is our chance given to us by God. And I think God will give us the grace. Let us not give up. Let us teach these young people about how to be responsible with the environment um, because it is their future. Um, they are growing into it. Yeah. Some of them are getting into corporate, others are going into farming and the, and the like. And it will affect their future no matter what. And it is time for us to empower these young people. Let them understand these things at a young age. Let them know the implications. Don't hide it from them. Let them know what it is. And let them also know their responsibility from the Bible about creation care. Let's not leave it for the older people. Let's talk mm. to the young people. Let them know the implications of these things in their future because this will affect them. It will affect their children. So um, we, have, we have a chance in these young people because they are not polluted by politics. They're not polluted mm. by other interests. They are, kind, they are getting into this life. Most of us uh, youth leaders, they trust us. Some of us, they love us. And when they hear it from us, they will take it seriously and know we are doing it out of love, especially if we demonstrate that love to them. They will know that we're not just 
doing this to please anybody, but we're doing this for their own future. And let's uh, not hide it from them. Let's let them understand. We have a chance of raising a responsible generation, and this is our chance. Let's not miss it. This is our chance to raise a responsible generation. Those are such timely words. So thank you so much, Cuthbert, so much for your time. If people wanted to find out more about Malawi Eagles or about what you do, how, how could they do that? Is there a way of finding out more? Yeah, um, they could go to our um, website, the Eagles website. Which is www.eagles.org. Eagles, Malawi. Malawi. <laughs> we'll make, we'll yeah, find yeah. it for the end yeah. of the, the podcast. We'll get yeah, it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. 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 And through Tier Fund. Yeah, and through Tier Fund, then you'll find us. Yeah. Brilliant. And actually, yeah. Jason, my husband, who stood here next to me, uh, you met Mal- you met Cuthbert actually in Malawi, didn't you? Well, actually, um, I think it's part of a team out in Malawi Eagles. We met uh, Victor, who's over here as yeah. well. Yeah, because yeah, you guys were in North yeah, and Longwe, we were yes, in South yes, in Planta. Yeah. Yeah. But we had an amazing time taking our young people out um, with Tier Fund. And visiting what Malawi Eagles did on the ground, which was which was about sustainability, is about empowering the local people to find answers themselves and journeying with them. And we just saw amazing fruit from that. I know there's sometimes a concern for us as youth workers not to get involved in tourist kind of missionary kind of stuff, where you just go for a week or two weeks and show young people a different community and come home. Did you yeah. find that even just two weeks for our young people here at St Peter's that it that it felt like a tourist trip, or did it feel like something more for them? Yeah, people talk a lot about. Um, Poverty tourism, that's, that's, that's not what Tear Fund do. Tear Fund are so hot about that. And what I loved about going to see Tear Fund is, is Tear Fund is not, we drop into the country, we provide all the answers. We're about finding partners like Malawi Eagles and equipping them and working alongside them. So that's very much what we saw and when we travel out to the villages. And ah, oh, it was so transformative for my young people. We were going up, we'd go into a village and at the end they, they show you so much respect and all the village would turn out and, and they'd do a presentation about what was happening with Malawi Eagles. And then we, we would respond and all my young people got used to responding at the end of it. They found it nerve-wracking at first, but by the end of it, they were so rich in what they were, what and what we were would saying. And responses be like, a thank you uh, or it's, it's, like, or... It's, it's simply thanking them for what, they, what we'd seen and just saying how much we value it and how much it's, it's changed our attitudes towards what's mm-hmm. happening in Malawi and around the world as well. So transformative for them, and it's meant an ongoing relationship. Um, with our church and those guys have gone on to do more and more in that area as well Fantastic. so completely transformed them in terms of their discipleship so get in touch with, with Tear Fund we love Dot Tyler don't we and, and the youth team at Tear yep. Fund but also Nadine um, and some others there but last question for you Cuthbert because I um, I uh, do this podcast with my dear colleague Martin Saunders who is a major football fan do you support a football team what's the name of the football team you support do you support a football team yeah my son and I teamed up to support Chelsea Okay. Uh, Chelsea, <laughs> then we also kind of support Barcelona. On that one, I follow my son because he yeah. loves Messi. So when Messi is playing, I am cheering on with my son. When and you Chelsea were here in the playing. UK while the World Cup was going on. Did you watch? Did you watch the infamous England Croatia game? We've been cheering on England. Uh, we just sound like we did not go through um, Croatia, but yeah. England has surprised us this time. Yeah, they've been yeah. amazing, haven't yeah. they? Very All young amazing. lads. Cuthbert, yeah. yeah. thank you so much, and we yeah, can now go back Kasper, in. And, and this is the middle of our meal, so we're going to have some dessert now. Thank yeah. you. The Youthscape Podcast. Wow, so a very different voice into the Youthscape mm. Podcast today. And, uh, and again, the, the challenge of uh, hearing somebody who's at the sharp mm. end of actually seeing 
what our lifestyle choices mm. actually amount to yeah. it's, it's quite powerful isn't it and, yeah. and you know it gives you uh, when you stand in front of a, in front of a group of young people yes. and you talk to them about justice yes. actually quite often they they come alive don't they it's in them the activism mm. the desire to make the world a better place they listen to someone like Cuthbert's story or, or, or they listen to the story mm. of, of parts of the world where this stuff is real yes. and they say this is not okay I stood in front of a group of young people the other day and told them there was something like 29 million people in modern day slavery and they gasped they screamed they were like yeah. we've got to do something yeah. about it and there's something about us as older people yes. dribblers yes. as we as we often <laughs> refer to ourselves um you know uh, we lose that sense of of connection mm. to justice we lose that sense i think sometimes we lose a sense that we can do anything make i think difference. that's why i think because part of us the cynical or the the pragmatic realistic part says tired. really if i recycle my plastic and if i do this is it really going to make a difference but you chatting with cuthbert like there's he glows when he talks about the potential in young people when he talks about having young people in his youth group who don't have parents who are, who are suffering with HIV AIDS like these are the, the real issues that he's dealing with of course he talks about sexual health of course he talks about food waste of course he talks about the environment because this is the everyday stuff his young people face and because he loves them he's prepared to have all of these conversations and he doesn't see it as we either talk about the environment or we talk about Jesus no we that is the whole thing and I, I find I find that holistic approach so just so brilliant and I think you're absolutely right, Martin. It's tenacious hope. That's what we often mm. see in young people, which we, we don't often see in adults. Yeah. We give up on hope a little bit, don't we? We do. We do. And, and, and actually, there's something brilliant about harnessing young people's activist spirit. Mm. Like We know young people. like they, they are, almost all of them, they've got that activism yes. inside. They want to do something. And when it comes to Christian faith, like it does make sometimes the sort of the quite dusty doctrines of the Christian faith, it, it makes some sort of sense mm. to their everyday life. Like, why why are we part of this thing? Why are we part of this family? Mm. What's the difference it's going to make in the world? Well, because the world needs saving yes, in every sense. In every sense, yeah. And, and, and young people love that mission, that sense of purpose, mm. that sense of significance that comes from talking about justice and activism. So, mm. um, so what an exciting interview. Great. And what a challenge... Once again, to um, shake off a bit of that cynicism mm. and believe we can make a difference. Mm, absolutely. Thank you, Cuthbert. At the side of what road was it? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know the name. Some of road in Some Harrow. road in North London. <laughs> Brilliant. So we need to do our shout out. So I'm going to go in first for Gemma. Gemma Dunning. We love you, Gemma, and all that you do in, in, in uh, sort of challenging us and helping us think about big issues. And actually, Gemma has been involved with something about 101 risky things to do with young people. And some of them involve things around helping young people be real activist voices in the community. So you can you can download that from the Frontier Youth Trust website. That's brilliant. brilliant. Risk everything. Risk everything. Risk yeah, everything. That's, that's um, a really conference, isn't it? Sounds good. Um, also, because we were talking about North London... There is the Harrow Youth Collective who are on our shout out list yeah. right now, including but not exclusively Jason Gardner, who who looks after children so that you might get the Youthscape podcast. He's <laughs> so good, and he loves it as well. Jason will never say, oh, "I'm doing childcare today." It's his kids. It's not called childcare. And then, of course, Tim Fawcett over in Australia. What's it like, mate, today? 
Where are you? Presume it's the middle of the night. Yeah, what, what's life like? We're looking forward to doing that podcast interview with you when you fly us over there. That'll yeah. be wonderful. Now, we um, do lots of stuff at Youthscape. Yes. One of the things which we do is provide training. And uh, you can come and get some training. It's so important as a youth mm. worker to get some sort of continuing professional development, some input uh, all year round. And we run an exciting program of training, um, much of it here in uh, Luton, uh, where we're based, uh, just by the station and the airport if you so want to fly helpful. in. Um, and none of it is delivered on the side of the road. None of so it. So you'll have a chair. None of it's delivered by um, Rachel Gardner. <laughs> I think some of it is actually I'm doing some oh you're doing one I am doing some oh I've been pulled out of retirement anyway uh, we could we could sort of blab on about Mm. this cluelessly but uh, much better place to do so is our head of training yes Laura Haddo who is here in this pre-recorded advertisement for you Uh, so listen up Youthscape have some incredible training days coming up over the next year and we are kicking off on the 8th of November in Luton with our Romance Academy training day. Come along and get equipped to run our in-depth programme on healthy relationships with your young people. From January, we are delighted to be launching a series of one-off equipping days around a range of different subjects from developing strategy for youth work through to faith development, mentoring, working with film design and graphics through to an innovation workshop so you can come along with an idea for a project, resource or event and work with the team to develop and run it through the Youthscape innovation process. For details on the whole range of equipping days, please hop onto the store. They are currently £50 each and on offer for buy two, get one half price. So it's definitely worth checking out. We look forward to seeing you soon. Great. So all the information that you need is there. Jump on our website, come along. What's quite exciting as well, I think, is that I kind of feel that the future of youth ministry isn't particularly in the hands of experts. It's in the hands of adventurers. And I think when you engage with Youthscape training, you do get great expertise, but you also have someone stood in front of you who's adventuring in this area, who's saying, right, we know this works, but we're not sure about this, but we're giving this a go as well. And I think the days are quite dynamic. It's not just sort of going through a manual and ticking things off. These are quite dynamic days where you can really develop your thinking. So we'd love to see you at one of our days. Come along. So that's it from us for Yay. another Youthscape podcast. Hope you've been challenged, enthused, yes. inspired slightly bemused at times I imagine um, but we love doing this every oh, week I'm busting for the loop can you hurry up please oh, alright are you really <laughs> I am busting oh look at you I know oh I might drag this out I'm a bit now you dance the wee wee dance my daughter calls it she's like mum are you doing the wee wee dance I'm like going oh, your little feet oh, are tapping feet. ten to the dozen that's amazing <laughs> right that's it for another Youthscape podcast join us again soon go to the toilet Rachel